podcast. Today is an album preview show for Tom Miller's new album, Unnatural Events. Now, if I may be so bold, let's talk to Tom about the album. Tom Miller, welcome to the Jazz Podcast. Thank you. So, Tom, when's your album out? Um, the launch gig is on September the 20th at Pizza Express Jazz Club in Soho. Um, and I think it officially comes out five days before, so September the 15th. Oh, cool. Really, really soon then. Yeah. Who's yeah. in the band? Uh, the band is uh, Alex Monk, guitar. Yeah. Uh, Misha Malavabado on the bass. Um, Mike Clues plays on the CD, but yeah. he won't be joining for the tour. Um, so the tour was going to be Dave's story, but then unfortunately Dave broke both his hands. Oh, no. Um, yeah, he uh, he went over on his, on his bike. The oh, uh, car turned left in front of him without indicating. Um, but I spoke to him yesterday, um, and he's on holiday in Italy and he's made a miraculous recovery. So that's cool. So he'll be doing the very end of the tour, the last, uh, the dates in October. Yeah. Uh, and in the meantime, um, I've got some pretty monstrous depths in the form of John Scott, uh, who's joining for the first gig, um, in Manchester and quite a few of the other ones and Dave Hamblett. Nice. Oh, and also Alice Savadsky features on two tracks on the album, and she'll be there for the uh, launch show as well. Oh, cool. Where's the launch? Oh, I said already, but it's a uh, Peter Express <laughs> jazz club in Soho. Balls, I'm cutting that. This is an outrage. <laughs> um, so, when did you record the music? I recorded the music ages ago, actually. Um, a couple of years ago in, in Wales. Um, and just cause it's my first album, um, it took me quite a long time to actually get it out. Um, because You've yeah, been in I Switzerland mean, since you recorded it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was one, that was one aspect. The other aspect is just doing everything for the first time. Yeah. Um, every decision took me far too long. Um, <laughs> But um, what really helped is I, I was kind of agonizing over whether to go with a label, which label to go with, all of that stuff, um, whether to self-release. And in the end, I went for a great compromise, which is um, this uh, kind of indie label called Spark Label, yeah. which is by fellow musicians Tom Green and JJ Wheeler. Um, and my album's the fourth, the fourth uh, only the fourth album to come out on that label. And what's really great with them is um, it's kind of halfway between a self-release and releasing on a bigger label in that um, they give a lot of support and advice, yeah. um, but they don't give um, much financial support. 
which means that the um, the cut is much more favorable for the artist than it would normally be. Yeah. So that's been really great. And I kind of since I went with them, that really helped because they had a timeline and um, they were able to kind of just help me booking the tour and stuff like that, which is obviously so important to have a big tour, I think, with with an album because um, mainly you sell CDs on gigs, don't you? Yeah. Especially for, for jazz kind of underground music. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean if it you know people don't buy cds on the internet just spontaneously as much <laughs> just by accident yeah, yeah yeah you know how it is so um so that's been really good i mean it's been a long build-up time but at least i've been able to book a big tour which is cool um got about 19 20 20 gigs depending my on my god that's incredible <laughs> yeah so yeah very much looking forward to that and are these all in the UK? Uh, yeah, mostly. I've got uh, I've got one gig in Switzerland on September the fifteenth in Bern, um, and I wanted to book some others around it with the band, but uh, a band I'm a sideman in kind of got in first and booked me for a load of gigs around it, so it turned out not to be possible. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so in a way, it's a bit annoying to get the band out just for one gig. But on the other hand, everyone's so busy, and especially with the situation with Dave, um, I think I think Misha's flying out. Uh, no, Misha's on holiday in Switzerland or something, or he's got some other gigs a couple of days before. Basically, it's very tight. So yeah. I think Misha's leaving first thing in the morning, the day after the gig, like at four in the morning or something. Yeah. So um, it's all worked out for the best. Um, but that's something I definitely want to book for after this this main initial tour is is more gigs in Europe. Yeah. Um, see how I get on with that. That sounds supremely interesting. To... Yeah, it should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a political envoy. <laughs> yeah I think yeah I mean doesn't everyone want to play abroad I yeah no they do <laughs> definitely I'm going to play some of uh, unnatural events So how do you feel about this music listening now? Because you've had a, a long time to reflect on it since you recorded it. Um, you need a bit of time away from it in order to um, have a bit of distance from the music and be able to really enjoy it objectively rather than constantly thinking about what you could have done differently. Yeah. And 
and so I, I really appreciate that now I've got that um, distance to the music and uh, it's going to be really fun playing with this band again because um, I haven't played with them for ages and uh, kind of rediscovering this music and some new ones so yeah it must be really satisfying that you've you've sort of studied non-stop since you recorded it so you must feel like almost like a different pianist no i mean i was mainly working you know um but i was taking lessons with django bass so yeah. that yeah I, I did get some input from that but yeah it wasn't the same as you know um my time at the academy where i was doing loads of ensembles and all of that uh, stuff. okay um i was i was you know mainly doing a couple of days teaching and lots of gigs and uh playing with new people different projects so i think that's uh yeah, getting out out of the London scene has been an interesting eye opener, but it's also made me really miss London. So I'm really happy to be back now. <laughs> We're thrilled to have you back. I feel oh, like this show's part of your um, homecoming. Homecoming tour, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned it on another pod. I forget which one now, but oh, yeah, you've always been a. There's a welcome back Tom Miller segment somewhere. <laughs> Oh, which involves us discussing that you're very proactive and you you get stuff done and that that's something that we all need all the time um um that's amazing you say that because i feel like i'm incredibly unproactive so it's just <laughs> oh, well that's to see how perceptions uh people's perceptions are different <laughs> <laughs> well you've you left a gaping hole in southwest london i can assure you oh so um did you have any input on who was gonna mix and master your album oh yes um that was uh so i i've been kind of thinking about the the whole process of recording an album and i reckon i've collaborated with about 14 people overall nice um because uh yeah i mean if you look at the in everyone involved the label um the studio mixing mastering and I can safely say that um, mixing and mastering were, I'm very, very happy with the people I work with for that. Do um, you sit in on those sessions? Yeah, it was Alex Kilpatrick, nice. uh, who is the go-to guy for everyone. As yeah, far as I know. he's like the official sound engineer of the jazz yeah. podcast now. Not that he does any work for us, just that, like you say... He, his name comes up constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um yeah, and he he was absolutely awesome. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I did kind of sit with him, but I'm I'm very uh, willing to kind of take a back seat. In I'm not micromanaging what he does. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> turn up the piano. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I I kind of let him do his thing, um, and maybe if he wants to ask me a question about whether I want something um brought out or not um i would say something but so i would say definitely the work was like um pretty much all him but with me just there to give the odd um the odd opinion yeah i think that works quite well because i don't know anything about mixing so he should he should do pretty much all of that yeah um but it was i was there the whole time and that was really good fun did you um, do that at his house yeah Oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, that was actually when he was in Bath, right? Uh, yeah, a while ago, and um, and then it was he recommended Donal um, Donal Whelan of Half Mastering for the mastering, 
and uh, actually both of us went down for the mastering session so yeah that was pretty cool oh that sounds awesome and again similar vibe like we both um kind of took a back seat there but um yeah just um to me it felt like a good opportunity to get an insight into into that yeah definitely i'm really happy with how it sounds now so made you choose the five well the four not including yourself musicians that you've got on the album um uh did you make them audition oh no 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 <laughs> uh, the, the band, do you give them some sight reading no no no, no. The, 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 they're all uh people i knew basically yeah. from from academy or from um from just playing gigs in in london and um you know how it is, you, you're kind of playing in a lot of different formations and uh, lots of different stuff. And um, yeah, it's just kind of, it can be quite, I found it quite an easy decision, really. It was just, it was, um, they were the logical players that I really liked to play with and to hear. Um, I mean, Misha's the youngest member of the band and um, I actually got to know him when he was studying at Cambridge and yeah. uh, he would get, uh, he was organizing the keys jazz um, gigs yeah. at keys college. And um, it would be a, a student rhythm section plus, um, plus a kind of star of the UK jazz scene who happened to be free that day. Right. Um, so we'd be paid like the student jazz uh, rhythm section would be paid quite a lot less. And that's how it worked. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he got me down to it for a few of them, which is pretty awesome. Um, and I kept saying, why, why don't you play? And he was, oh, you know, I've only just started playing the bass. I'm not really ready yet. And, uh, look at him now. So there we go. I was, uh, I have that horrible thing with Misha as well as the, like, I played with him in France, uh, years ago when he was at Cambridge and he was like talking about maybe wanting to study jazz and move to London. And now he's like a BBC new generation artist, oh, yeah, you know, I saw that. Amazing. You know it's like, Oh man. <laughs> he's the perfect guy for that um, scheme, I think, isn't he? Cause he, cause of the really strong classical foundation. And yeah, you know, having studied at Cambridge, that's pretty much a classical course, not, not really performance based, although there are a lot of performance there, but it's very much, um, it's very much about classical music, right? Because um, you studied there as well, right? Yeah, yeah, I did um, a few years before him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's got that. Uh, he's got the, the the jazz as well as the kind of um, ability to write for larger ensembles and classical yeah. ensembles. So I think that's that's going to be awesome for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> 
didn't want to just talk only about Misha on this. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast praising Misha. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We can do that later. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what about the others? Um, any particular like strong reason that you would pick them, or is it just a case of you know it being really easy because you heard them play? Alex Roth was in the band before Alex Monk. Yeah, and, on guitar. Yeah, and Alex Roth kind of ducked out of it when I organised the recording session. Right. Which uh, I tried not to take personally at the time. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, he he just uh, didn't think that he could make the tour in the end because right. he had he does a lot of these kind of immersive um, projects featuring dance and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think I think Alex Monk had actually just depth for the band before, and uh, he, he sounded great. So I asked him to do it, and actually, um, in a way, he's a much better fit for the band. Um, Alex Mark. I think he's more interested in similar music to me. So yeah. um, he and plays I, a in a very lyrical, yeah, style. A lot of the reviews I've been getting have been really um, talking about how well suited our playing is. Oh wow, mine and his to each other. Yeah, it just feels really. You know, sometimes the piano and guitar thing's not the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, and, of course. And with Alex, it's it's super easy. So sweet. Yeah. You're like a young Mike Walker and Gwillem Simcock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's such a cool album, Tom. It sounds absolutely amazing. Well, it's extraordinarily accomplished and um, exciting. It's an absolutely gorgeous thing to listen to. It is. Yeah, so um, congratulations. Thanks, Rob. On what must feel like a newborn child. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tom, thanks so much for coming on the Jazz Podcast. Thanks for checking out the Jazz Podcast. Feel free to tell your friends, neighbours and enemies all about the show. Review us on iTunes if you're feeling creative. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye.